فاشرف بي لاشتغالي بالعلم ولا تبغي به ما عشت يدا بدلا ويا له من شرف عظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل واشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه والتابعين لهم باحسان الى يوم الدين اما بعد وان شاء الله تعالى going to start the explanation of the kitab nawaqid al-islam all of the previous lessons that we've had it was introduction to the book we are now going to start nawaqid al-islam today we've spoken about kufr and its principles and apostasy and things related to that we also spoke about the biography of the author Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab who he was we spoke about that as well so there's nothing else open for us today inshallah ta'ala except to start the book Nawaqid al-Islam the author started by saying i'lam no he said bismillahir rahmanir rahim in the name of Allah the most merciful the most gracious i'lam no this word i'lam that the author started the book with is a kalimatun it's a term yu'ta biha it's a term that is used inda dhikri shay'in ladhi lahu ahamiyah it is a term that is used when you're mentioning something that has importance wa yanbaghi an yusgha ilayhi the word i'lam is you is a term used when you want to mention something that has great importance and that the listener has to bring his ears close ويتفهم ما يلقى اليه and that he should understand what is being told to him al-shaykh muhammad ibn ibrahim al-shaykh who is the previous mufti before abd aziz ibn baz al-shaykh al-allama muhammad ibn ibrahim al-shaykh who is the mufti before ibn baz he has ta'liqat on ala kashf al-shubuhat that's ta'liqat he has a little explanation a little commentary on the book kashf al-shubuhat when he explained what the word i'lam means he said it means ijma' quwaka wa hawasak bring your strength bring your senses wa kun mutafahhiman and be a person who understands لما يلقى إليك بعدها be a person who understands what is going to be thrown at you to come اعلم the author says and the other term that the author uses after اعلم is نواقض الإسلام نواقض الإسلام the word نواقض is جمع and it's a ism fa'il ghayru aqil it's a ism fa'il which is a verbal noun it's a verbal noun which is ghayru aqil and it's in the form of fawa'il nawaqid is ala wazni fawa'il and in the language linguistically the word nawaqid 
is an-naqdu fi al-lugha. Nawaqid is plural. The singular is naqd. Nawaqid is plural. The singular is naqd. Nu alif, lam, noon, qaf, dad, naqd. Alif, lam, noon, qaf, dad, naqd. In the language, so the word nawaqid is ala wazni fawa'il, ismu fa'il, and it's a ismu fa'il, ghayru aqil. It's a verb noun that's used for something that's not aqil. So anything that comes in the wazn of fawa'il in the Arabic language, nawaqid is used for ghayru aqil, ismu fa'il, which is used ghayru aqil. And the singular is what? The singular is naqib naqd to what does naqd mean naqd means ifsad shay it's to corrupt something ba'da ihkami after it was solidified like for example naqd al-bunyan ay hadmu naqd al-bunyan means breaking the pillar or the building it's when you demolish a building. Naqdul Habl. When you make a knot inside the rope and then you untie the knot. And that untying is also called Naqd. That's what Allah used in the ayah in Surah Al Nahl, ayah 92. Do not be like the woman who untied the knot that she made. Don't be like that woman. After she put so much effort in. All of that is what you can find in Al-Mu'jam Al-Wasit. We've now understood what Nawaqid means. Linguistically. What does Nawaqid mean technically? Nawaqid technically means Al-Inhiraf. It means deviation. And shar'illahi, it is to be deviated. It is to divert from the legislations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ila ghayrihi, to other than the legislation of Allah. And that devi- deviation can happen in three ways. Bilqawli, by speech. You can deviate by speech. For example, if you insult the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or if you insult Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, this is in Hiraf Qawli. It is a verbal deviation. Fi'li, or the person can deviate by what? By action. Such as slaughtering for other than Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Or the person can deviate by what? By leaving off. And turning away from the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا يعلمه ولا يتعلمه. He doesn't educate the people with it and he doesn't learn it himself. ولا يعمل به and he doesn't implement it at all. This is i'rad kulli. Total and utterance, utter, fully turns away from it. That's what nawaqid means. And we previously defined what? What kufr means, right? 
We define what kufr means. Some scholars, they don't call it nawaqidul Islam. The Shaykh here, he called it nawaqidul Islam, Muhammad Abdul Hab. The nullifiers, nullifiers of Islam. Other scholars, they call it what? Asbabul Ridda. They call it Asbabul Ridda, which is the causes of apostasy. Other scholars call it Anwa'u Ridda. So it's three names it has. It's called Nawaqudul Islam. Not the book, I'm not talking about the book, but I'm talking about this concept. Some scholars they refer it as Nawaqudul Islam. And that's why Muhammad Abdul Wahab chose in this book. Other scholars call it Asbabu Ridda. Asbabu Ridda, the causes of apostasy. And other scholars they call it Anwa'u Ridda, types of apostasy. All three names can apply on it. Are we all together? Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab he chose Nawaqibul Islam. Nawaqibul Islam. We defined what Kufr means before, right? We said kufr, what does it mean linguistically? It means satru wa taghtiya. Kufr linguistically means to hide and to conceal something. وَلِذَلِكَ the farmer is a kafir. The farmer is a kafir. Well, why do we call a farmer a kafir? Huh? Because he takes the seed and he plants it into the earth and he buries it. So we don't be careful he left the religion. We mean what he's doing is kufr. By taking the seed, planting it into the earth, he's hiding the seed. Allah mentions in the Quran in Surah Al-Hadid. Does anyone know the ayah? The kuffar as the agricultures in the Quran, Surah Al-Hadid, specifically, Allah mentions before. Yeah? Kamathali ghaythin a'jabal kuffara nabatu. Kuffar here is who? The farmers. The kuffar here in this ayah, kamathali ghaythin, like the rain when it comes down, kamathali ghaythin, a'jaba, it amazes and it fascinates. Al-kuffara, the farmers. Why are they called kuffar? Because what they do is they take the seed and they hide it. Allah is using the linguistic usage now of the word kuffar. Does that make, does that make sense? Because that's what originally it means. Anyone who hides something is called a kafir. Linguistically. But in the sharia, the word kafir means, as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, he said it is adamul iman. It is what? Adamu al-iman. When the person has no belief. بِاتِّفَاقِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ By consensus of the Muslims, he says. سَوَاءٌ اعْتَقَدَ نَقِيضُهُ وَتَكَلَّمَ بِهِ أَوْ لَمْ يَعْتَقِدْ شَيْئًا وَلَمْ يَتَكَلَّمْ He said whether he believes the opposite, or he speaks it, or he believes it, it doesn't matter. It's the same. It's kufr. Very good. <coughs> then the Shaykh says, الْإِسْلَامِ نَوَاقِضُ نَوَاقِضُ Al-Islam. What does Al-Islam mean? Lughatan, linguistically. 
The word al-Islam, lughatan, it means izhari al-khudu'i wal-qabool. Al-qabool. Showing humiliation and humiliation and humility and acceptance. In other words, it means submission, as we call it. Submission. What does it mean, shar'an? What does it mean in the sharia, the word Islam? Sheikh ibn Abdul Wahab, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, defined what Islam means in Islamatul Usul. What did he say? Al-istislamu lillahi bit-tawheed. It is to surrender to Allah with monotheism. And it is to adhere to him in obedience. And it is also to free yourself from shirk and those who come with shirk. Here, if you guys look at your book, what, do you, what does the author start by saying? What did he say? I'lam anna. What did he say? I'lam anna. That's what your copy says. Any other copy? I'lam. Yeah? Yours it says I'lam anna. Good. I'lam anna nawaqid al-islami ashara. Sah? And your one, Abdul Muhsin al Qasim's one, what does it say? I'lam. That's what you says, right? These two copies, they help us to have. Reason is because the one you have is problematic. Why is it problematic? Because your one says, know that the nawaqid, the things that nullify Islam are ten. So it's as though the authors only say the things that nullify Islam are ten. Are we together? And that is one of the copies that are present. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, the, it's a copy. The Sheikh authored it like that. Are we all together? Does that make sense? And that's problematic in the sense where some of the ulama, they reached the nullifiers of Islam up to 400. 400 things can nullify a person's Islam. Others have reached up to 80. Are we all together? But the copy of Abdul Muhsin al-Qasim, the one that you have, is it doesn't have that ishkan. You can't have that. You can't bring that doubt forward. Why? Because it says what? Know that from the greatest nullifiers of Islam. From the greatest. So he's saying that they're the greatest nullifiers. Does that make sense? The other copy says, this one says, know that the nullifiers of Islam are ten. Your copy says, Know from the greatest nullifiers of Al-Islam are these ten. So it's the greatest thing. They're not the only ones. Are we all together? So there's no problem with your ibarah, the, the, the terms that he, the words that he used here. But the scholars, they try to respond to this one that he wrote. Why would he say that then? They gave two answers. The first one is that they said, and these ten nullifiers that he 
The Sheikh said, "Ilm and the Nawaqid al-Islam are ten. No, that the nullifiers of Islam are ten. They said the reason why he said it like that in that copy is because these are the ten that the ulama unanimously agree upon. The scholars did not differ that these ten that the Sheikh Rahimahullah brought here, they nullify your religion in totality. And so why the, the reason why the Sheikh chose these ten are ten which are muttafaqun ali. They are agreed upon. Are we all together? Good. وَلِذَلِكَ Shaykh Sulaiman ibn Sahman in Kitab Durr al-Saniya, second volume, page 260. He's from the, he's the ulama al-Najd, from the great scholars who come from the Shaykh's, you know, works. And, rahimahullah. Shaykh Sulaiman al-Sahman is very well known. He said, قَدْ ذَكَرَ أَهْلُ الْعِلْمِ نَوَاقِضَ الْإِسْلَامِ He said that the scholars, they mentioned the nullifies of Islam. وَذَكَرَ بَعْضُهُمْ Some of them even mentioned أَنَّهُ قَرِيبٌ مِنْ أَرْبَعِمِئَةٍ آتَمْ that the, uh, the nullifiers of the religion, are up to, some scholars have made it reach up to 400. But the ones that the scholars all agreed upon is, الشيخ, is what Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdullah mentioned. The second response that the scholars gave for him, which is that, the reason why the Shaykh, he restricted himself with those 10 is, because these are the most ten famous ones. And the majority of the people, they fall into one of these ten. These are the ten that they generally fall into. And that's what the Sheikh himself mentioned. That's, he mentions that himself in the Kitab Ad-Durar Al-Saniyyah, the tenth volume, page 84 to 85. That the reason why he restricted himself with these ten is because these ten are the ten that occur the most. They're the most occurring that the people tend to fall into. One of these ten nullifiers. Other scholars have said that the reason why the Sheikh chose this is because these are the, the, the ten mother nullifiers. That every nullifier that comes after can generally be, be squeezed under one of these tens. Like these are the ten qubba, it's like a dome. It's a dome where all of the other, all the other nullifiers fall under. That's why some scholars said he mentioned it. So what does nawaqid al-Islam mean? It means mubtilatu, mubtilatu al-Islam, ama mufsidatu al-Islam. The things that nullify a person's Islam, corrupt the person's Islam. When we, when we say nawaqib, what is it that is nullifying? It's actually nullifying your righteous deeds. If the person leaves the religion, what happens to them? That the person's righteous deeds will be nullified. And that individual will be what? That individual will be in the hellfire forever if he dies upon that. And we all know in Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Lahab's other kitab, Al-Qawa'id al-Arba'ah, he says that, I'lam anna al-ibadata la tusamma ibadah. Know, know that 
a thing is not referred to as a ibadah illa ma'at tawheed unless there is tawheed in it. We won't call this a ibadah unless you've, you've done it with tawheed. Kama anna salata la tusamma salah. Just like the prayer is not called a prayer illa ma'at tahara unless the person is in a state of purity. Fa'idha dakhala shirku fi ibadat. If shirk enters a ibadah, what does it do? Fasadat, it corrupts it. Kalhadati ida dakhalakat tahara. Just like when impurity enters into, into purity, it corrupts it. If you pass wind, your purity is gone now. You corrupted it. If shirk enters your ibadah, it corrupts it. It's the same. It goes. And we need to be scared of the things that will nullify our religion. We need to be very scared. Naam, it's something that can happen. It is something that can occur. And the Prophet did tell us, alayhi salatu wasalam, that apostasy and ridda can occur, occur in this ummah. Some people believe that the ummah will not become kuffar after they became Muslims. And the Prophet wasalam, he said, la taqumu sa'a. The Prophet said that the hour will not strike. The Prophet said, My Ummah will not, the hour will not strike until tribes apostate. The Prophet said in the hadith, The hour will not strike until Lat and Uzza is worshipped. The idols that the Prophet destroyed with his own two hands will be brought back. I will be worshipped. So don't ever think to yourself that shirk has left his ummah. And it doesn't exist. The textual evidence show that it does exist. And that is going to happen. And the reality around us shows us there's many who claim to be Muslims who are dwelling into shirk akbar. They're dwelling in what? Worshipping other than Allah. They're falling into what? A shirk. They are falling into what? Associating partners with Allah in ibadah. Ibrahim, who is Khalilullah, he said to Allah, Allah divert me. Me and my offspring from worshipping what? From, from worshipping? From worshipping idols. If Ibrahim, who destroyed an idol when he was young, he destroyed it with his own hand, is not saying to Allah, save me from what? Shirk. He's not. He's saying the most commonly well-known type of shirk, which is to prostrate to an idol. Everyone knows that, right? Does everyone not know that? Everyone knows uh, you can't worship an idol. Ibrahim is scared of that one. So we need to be scared. We need to be scared. We need to be scared of the things that can nullify our religion. The Shaykh Rahimahullah, he started Al-Naqid Al-Awwal, the first nullifier. 
the first nullifier. The Shaykh Rahimahullah he said, الشرك في عبادة الله وحده لا شريك له والدليل قوله تعالى إن الله لا يغفر أن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء ومنه الذبح لغير الله كمن يذبح للجن والقباب 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 The Shaykh started by saying the first nullifier what is the first, what's the first nullifier? Ashirk fi ibadatillah. Associating partners with Allah in ibadah. La sharika lahu. Allah has no one in partners with him. He's alone. Waddalilu qawluhu ta'ala. The evidence that this shirk nullifies your religion. It nullifies your righteous deeds. The evidence for that is inna Allah la yaghfiru. Allah does not forgive بِهِ for him to be associated partners with him. وَيَغْفِرُ أَنَّ اللَّهِ forgives مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ anything besides that Allah forgives it. لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ whoever he wills he forgives for. وَمِنْهُ and now the Shaykh is going to give you an example of الشرك في عبادة الله Associating partners with Allah in ibadah. The Shaykh is going to give you an example. وَمِنْهُ is الذَّبْحُ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ Is to slaughter for other than Allah. كَمَنْ يَذْبَحُ Like the one who slaughters. For who? لِلْجِنِّ He slaughters for the what? He, he slaughters for the jinn. And he also slaughters for the shrines and the domes. We're going to talk about this topic in in in, in Masail, points. Point number one. Point number one. So we're going to point, point two, point three, point four. We're going to do it point after point. Al-Mas'alatul Ula, point number one. The author, why did he start? So point number one. Why did the author choose to start with this nullifier? From all of the other nullifiers, why did he start with this one? The reason why the author chose to start with this nullifier, number one is أن الشرك that associate partners with Allah أعظم ذنب عصي الله به that shirk is the greatest sin Allah has been disobeyed in. And the evidence for that is the ayah in Surah An-Nisa, ayah 40. Eight, Allah says, وَمَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ And anyone who associates partners with Allah, فَقَدْ افْتَرَى إِثْمًا عَظِيمًا That that person has forged and come with a great sin. Luqman, when he was advising his son, what did he say to him? He said, يَا بُنَيَّ My son, لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ Don't associate partners with Allah in ibadah. In shirka, for verily shirk, la dhulmun azim is the greatest oppression. Ayah 13, Surah Al-Luqman. And when the messenger was asked in the hadith Bukhari and Muslim, both narrated in hadith Ibn Mas'ud, what is the greatest sin? The Prophet was asked, what is the greatest sin? The Prophet said, أَن تَجْعَلَ لِلَّهِ نِدًّا وَخَلَقَكَ It is to associate partners with Allah when He is the one who created you. 
So the Prophet was asked, what is the greatest sin? The Prophet ﷺ responded and he said, it is to associate partners with Allah when he is the one who created you. So here, waqfa. If the greatest sin is shirk, that's the thing, thing that we need to focus the most on. That's what we need to spend our time dealing with. Because this is the greatest form of sin. Don't talk about zina. Don't talk about shulbul khabar. First, speak about shirk first. Then you can deal with those other sins. Number two. Annahu akbaru kabair. That is shirk is from the from the great sins, from the major sins, from the major sins. The evidence for that is the hadith Bukhari and Muslim both narrated. Min hadith Abi Bakrah, radiyallahu taala anhu, that the Prophet he said to the companions, "Ala unabiukum biakbar al-kabair." Should I not tell you? Of the greatest sins. Qalu bala. The companions they said, of course, our messenger of Allah. The Prophet then said, al-ishraq billahi, associated partners with Allah, wa'uquq al-walidain, and being undutiful and disrespectful and ungrateful towards your parents. Al-Hadith. Number three. The reason why the third reason why the author started with this is because shirka that shirk nullifies all of your righteous deeds that you've come with, shirk will nullify it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, La in ashrakta, Nabiullahi Muhammad, if you associate partners with Allah, Allah will nullify your righteous deeds. And you're going to be from those who are in a state of loss. Allah also says, If they associate partners, this is in Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 88. Allah mentions 18 prophets. Brothers and sisters, pay attention. Allah mentions 18 prophets from that Surah Al-An'am. Allah mentions and He counts 18 prophets, one after the other. All of them in that page. He's in the, uh, Allah says at the beginning of the ayah, آمنوا <coughs> Allah counts Nuh, Ismail, Ibrahim, Yusuf, 18 prophets Allah counts. And then Allah says, Allah says after 18 prophets, He says their forefathers, their offspring. Allah then says, if any of those 18 prophets and their children and their offspring, if any of them associate partners with me, any one of those 18 prophets, every righteous deed that they came with, Allah will nullify it. 
These are the big prophets of Allah. Allah will nullify all their righteous deeds and it will all go. So shirk is great. Number four. The fourth reason why the author chose it is what? That shirk, Allah does not forgive it. Allah does not forgive shirk. Unless the person repents before he dies. As Allah said in the ayah, Allah does not forgive an individual to associate partners with him. Allah does not forgive him. Allah does not forgive his associated partners with him. He does not forgive a person who comes with that sin. 